1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: We're talking baseball. You know, Ramsey wants to weigh in. 916 909 1320. Ramsey, what's going on, baby? Not
0: too much, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes, Happy holidays, you too, brother. Thank you. And in the, in the, talking this whole Dodgers talk, probably the most underrated move that nobody's really talking about. Is the trade that they're about to complete, getting Tyler Glass now,
3: who was the race
0: top pitcher, mm-hmm. added to their roster? So it's technically they've already made three moves, and I, and sadly, I don't think they're good.
4: Probably not. I mean, probably not. They're gonna they're gonna do whatever and as they should. Hell, I'm the 49ers fan that said go get everybody, do what you have to do to get as close as you can to guaranteeing the championship. So I don't I don't blame the Dodgers or anything like that for doing what they got to do to go and I don't mean this disrespectfully, buy a championship. I want the Niners to buy a champion. I don't it, care. It, so go buy a World Series. But they're doing what they're supposed to do. So,
2: so a different question. If all of these moves had been spread out across the league, Atani, Yamamoto, Trey, Stars, move, all of, would it have made the offseason more interesting? Would, forget the offseason. Would it have made the start of the regular season more interesting? Absolutely. It would
4: have? Absolutely. Because now we got these guys. It's It's almost like... It's like the NBA almost. Like you can, mm. you you can you can be interested in almost any team in the league, right? Because any t- every team in the league has somebody that you want to see. Even okay. the Pistons, I want to see what Cade's looking like. Mm-hmm. They're probably gonna lose, but I want to see what Cade's looking like. the Washington, mm-hmm. Jordan and Coos, mm-hmm. um, San Antonio, uh, Wimby. I don't know Everybody I got somebody. There's The Giants definitely don't have nobody I want to see. Not one person. And there's probably another 15 teams like that in so, the league.
2: I, I, I hear you. I want to get to Shy to man and Jeremy, too. But, like, I, I, I hear you. But doesn't that make the start of the season interesting for, like, a week or two? Because no. I go back. No? No. Because I, well, I go back to our our frustration. I think it was a week ago Friday. Why the hell are the Spurs on my television again? But, we're 20 games into this thing. I don't want to see them anymore. They're terrible. I don't I don't want to
4: see them either, but at the very the very least, Spurs are on TV. Let me see what Wimby does. Uh, if the Marlins are on TV, what am I watching that for? No, I like, we
2: were not happy that they were on TV last week. No. Go no. ahead, Jesse. Oh no, I don't got anything. Oh, I thought you no. said something. Sorry. But like this. Let's get Oh, no, go ahead. I, I want, let's, yeah. let's, get, uh, let's get a shot at man here real quick. We want to get Jeremy. We got James Ham. Uh let's start with Shouterman, 916-909-1320. Shot man, what's going on, baby? Shot man's selling I know. real estate I know. out there. which Shider the Man do we got? Do we I got know. the rapper or do we got the business <laughs> businessman? Businessman, Shoder Man here.
4: D Lo and K C, what's going on with y'all fellas? What's, what's up, up, baby dog? Uh, not much, man. I just want to give y'all some props and some flowers. Hey man, I, I I wear a lot of hats, man. Y'all know I I like sports, man. I be I do real estate, all that, man, so that's what's up. I wear man. many hats. But, yes, sir. but I just wanted to give y'all flowers, man, on this uh, show y'all got, this community y'all's created. Man, this is y'all the ones. Thank you, oh, my man. guy. Thank you, Thank my guy. Appreciate that. Uh, this was the uh, last show of the year, so I just wanted to tap in real quick. My man. Let y'all know, even though I don't be on chat as much lately, no. I Olivia still be I'm on left radio every yeah, day. Left. I tap Uh-oh. in with y'all every day. Olivia yeah, left, and we lost Shy. Yeah, that's all right.
2: That's all right. Shy out there grinding. <laughs> we saw it. <laughs>
4: nah, man, we, we appreciate it. that, dog. We, saw, man. we saw
2: his real estate picture. Yeah. Uh, let's bring James Hamm in here and get one more call from our man, Jeremy. Jeremy, what's going on, brother?
5: Hey, what's up, man? I was just wondering... First off Kenny, did you cop the uh, Kobe reverse grinches? And then oh. second, do you think there's any possible way that the uh,
0: Kings can make a deal for DeMar DeRozan without giving up anything too big?
2: Mm, interesting. Uh Kobe's?
4: Uh, absolutely not. Not because I didn't try, but as soon as I got on the app, they were sold, sold out. Yeah. So, That's how it works. No, James, did that. you get the reverse grinches?
5: I don't like being completely let down by shoe websites. <laughs> yeah, well that, that or that, shoes that I don't care about. It's a good
2: strategy. A I good really, strategy.
4: really like the reverse Grinches. I really do. I came to the conclusion the other day they're still not better than the original
2: Grinches. Those the are the original Grinches. The original
4: might be top ten shoe of all time.
2: I feel like they are. I would never wear them. Um those are so But I would I would I would be be a lot closer to wearing the reverse Grinches than or the Regular, regular Grinches than the reverse Grinches.
4: Those are saucy. Uh,
2: what about Demar Derozan? What did you
5: What did you think about uh, Jeremy's question there? Yeah. So a couple of problems with DeMar. Number one, he's thirty four. Uh, number two, he's in the final year of a deal where he makes like uh, a little under twenty nine million a year. So like he might leave via free agency yeah. if you were to trade for him. And then the other problem is is I think the bigger issue it's that he is a player who. Lives in the mid range, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's not a three point shooter at all. So, if he's coming off the bench, which is disrespectful of his ilk, but if he's coming off the bench, has one thing. But for the Kings, the way they fly, the way their offense works is by having three point shooters at every station, and that to me would be a little issue. Mm. He is shooting thirty five point six from three, but on two point six a game, and for his career, he he only averages one point five attempts per game.
4: Mm. I that's mean, right. I, I'm I'm kind of with James. I you know I don't know how he fits with this team, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I'm not completely closed off to it. I mean, that's a that's a veteran. That's a big time clutch player. I do believe, even though he doesn't necessarily fit um, the way we think about this team playing, uh, I trust Demar Derozan will find a way to be effective. Um, in in any situation he he went to I, I just like I, I hold him in that regard and in, in type of player so
5: I agree to a certain extent but the problem is at twenty eight million bucks yeah. you're talking about either either Kevin Herter or Harrison Barnes out the door as part of a trade you probably have to have like one or two other contracts involved to get a deal done so you're gonna leave a hole to go get him. And I don't know that he's a big enough game changer at this point that you would be like, okay, that's just like the answer. He's not a perfect fit. He's not at 34. He's not a great defender. He's been a a really solid defender throughout his career, but I would say at this point he's probably not like a top-tier defender. And I I think that there are other players out there that just make more sense because, again, if you're trading a guy on a three-year deal like Harrison Barnes for a guy finishing up the final year, like what do you do next season? If DeMar's not back, what do right. you
4: do? And that's that's the thing, forgive me if you, you said it, but he is uh he's on the last year of his deal, isn't he? Yeah,
5: he yeah. is on the last yeah. year of his deal and you won't have pure cap space next year, even if you were to get a uh, deal a Kevin Herter or a Harrison Barnes. Like you have escalating salaries on all of these other players that will like make that more difficult. So your cap hold, I think, even on um on a player like Malik Monks can be like sixteen million. So you you don't have a lot of ways that you can actually improve uh, if you were to trade for a player who left. Uh, I want to deviate for a second
2: and get the mother of the eight hundred million dollar man here on the phone, Cheryl in El Grove.
4: <laughs> Hi, mom.
2: Hey,
4: what's going on? What's up? What's, what's going on with you, mom? What's, where were we at? What were we doing? Uh, what uh, nothing much. I
0: just wanted to call in and. You guys get on me all the time. I just wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and oh. Happy New Year and all of that, and tell you just leave those darn Kings alone. Just let them do. They need to just sit down and keep the team they no. have and stop no. trying to do all this kind of craziness. I
2: don't like your tone when you talk about the Sacramento Kings, Cheryl. What
0: to say? No. I'm having a hard enough time with Golden State. So nobody so worried nobody about know, yeah, the
4: Nobody Warriors? cares about nobody the Nobody worried about that. Jeez! Now, I told just, you, I told you the other day. My mom was at the house, and you know, the, Mom Wolchanowski, mm-hmm. she saw Tatum get hurt. Said, "Oh, oh, yeah, he's out. He's out. He's not coming back." No, he did come back into that game, mm-hmm. but lo and behold, he didn't play the next game. Oh. Yeah, I, well,
0: because I saw him. I saw when he got it. When he rolled his ankle, he messed up his ankle.
5: Doctor Cheryl and L. Grove. <laughs> in my experience, Cheryl and L. Grove, share, like, she shares love by bringing in. Uh, lemon cake, and I haven't got Max. any lemon cake, so I'm
4: feeling like, oh. Feeling oh. like I'm not loved oh. anymore. Come on, you got to get James some lemon cake. Oh. <laughs> I got you.
0: I got you. Don't I, worry. You I got you. Gumbo right.
4: cake Gumbo on Christmas, correct?
0: Yeah, gumbo on Christmas. Mm. Well, I'll, have to, send, I'll have to send some gumbo in. I'll
4: have to send well, some gumbo in. Just make sure it's done but, before. Make sure it's done by four. About hey, three, because I need your to eat. Because like you know I can't that. eat during no 49ers games. <laughs> oh my God. I don't eat during oh, I the 49ers know. games. I'm, I'm, know. I know we I'm,
2: to I'm sorry for your son, Cheryl. I'm, I really am. Uh, we love uh, you very, very much. Thank you as always. Guys,
0: I'll make the cake. I'll send you guys this stuff. But you know, just get the Kings to just stay where they are.
2: Just no, I need, need you to. No, I don't. I don't like you doing this because <laughs> I don't know your motives, ma'am.
0: No, I'm, no, I am so serious. I'm going to give you guys a few. It's Christmas time. I'm feeling good. I got my Santa hat on and stuff. I mean, you guys are doing good. Stay there. Why do you want to go mess up the mojo? I don't understand. Um, we're trying I mean, to
2: we get don't better. to mess anything up. Hey, Uh-oh. can you say light the beam real quick? Oh, God.
0: Light the beam. Light the beam. No, say
2: it with enthusiasm, <laughs> ma'am.
5: Enthusiasm's. <laughs>
0: Light the beam, light yeah. the beam. You guys would give me some tickets to the games. Maybe well, I would get Damien. A more.
2: Well, your son sits courtside want... for 90% stop, of the games. Stop. Don't do that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get
5: some from Aaron. <laughs> there you
4: go. Yeah, we'll shout out Aaron. Aaron.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah, Aaron. So I'm you guys' number one fan. I'm always That's promoting facts. and
5: marketing. That's facts.
2: That's facts. <laughs> the fact, it's amazing. Cheryl does know every single human being in Sacramento, California. Yeah, this is
4: pretty popular. Yeah. It's pretty popular. Out kind of a big
2: deal, yeah, very big deal. No,
0: but I love you guys. Merry Christmas! I'll send the cake if you want some gumbo. Kenny will give you the address.
2: Okay, That's love true. you too. Love you. Thank you, you too, Cheryl. Cheryl.
0: Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah.
2: Okay. Like the bean? Am I your favorite? I think she said yes. <laughs> Jesse faded her down right, right, right as she was about, about to answer. But we a quick. Cheryl and
3: Out Grove story one time. I'm at Kenny's baby shower I meet Cheryl Out Grove for by the, the first lake? time. Yes. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah it was that's not my house.
3: And I'm meeting Cheryl. And she's like, "Oh yeah, Jesse, you can be my son too." And then Damien right after that, you know, he's a Celtics fan. <laughs> it's <was> cashed <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> no chance after that.
4: <laughs> yeah, she don't like the Celtics. You yeah, know, did she did she give you mess for that one? Dimed she, him she, out. She she don't. Well, like we but we, we
3: go back um, back and forth about the Celtics all the time now. <laughs> she hates the Celtics.
2: That's
5: amazing.
3: I mean, I was <laughs> in and then
4: I was out.
2: <laughs> Slick Rick has a great like Casey has eight hundred million dollars and can't get his mom King's tickets. I mean, wow, come on, I, I, wow. I don't
4: have eighty dollars, let alone eight million.
2: All I'm saying, Google Kenny Caraway career earnings. <laughs> The first number you see is $800 million. Everybody this did it. That's the tweet that, that I made. I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> that's not that's not I googled Kenny Caraway, how many times do we play pocket watching? We play all the time. It's never deviated. It's never it's never steered us wrong, right? Never. It's oh, always but,
3: been there. We've always had the results and the numbers. But
2: now all of a sudden it's inaccurate. Yeah. Okay, this, this, Kenny. This
4: might have been whatever one you of said. the worst shows
2: we ever This was easily the best show we've ever had. Got one James one drinking whiskey shows. and wine and bringing in the biggest bag of French fries that in, in history. It's a large uh, bag of fries. Charlie is still time. out there talking to Stephanie. Everyone else went home like three hours ago. <laughs> this place is a ghost town. It's a ghost town. Shout out to my <laughs> man Ken. He's the only other guy who's come into the building.
4: Yo, the 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 lights, like the sensor lights, you never see them go out in the daytime. Oh, yeah. They're, They're out. On. That yeah. part of the building's haunted, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like It's just kind of dark the, all, all the time.
2: When the 5 o'clock traffic jam starts on KSFM, the whole building going to go black because complex is going to be in his
5: room. We're going to be in our room and all of the lights are going to shut off. This is the moment we all go get insider hoodies, extras, extra inside. That's, hoodies. Right. that's right. <laughs> no Everybody
2: meet us in Roseville and we'll hand out. Insider hoodies. It's a pop-up shop, pop-up, pop-up shop. Pop-up. Uh, uh, we're going to step out. We're going to come back. We're going to talk with more. Uh, we're going to talk more with uh, James Ham, And we'll talk about tonight's game against Phoenix. We'll get James's feelings. On that, of course, the first time the Sacramento Kings will face Kevin Durant this year uh, as he missed the game earlier this season. So that's all coming up here. Dealing with Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
6: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
2: And we back in here, man. It's the go-home edition to the holidays. We appreciate everybody for being with us for what's been a very eventful day uh, here on d and KC. We had, uh, you, you may not know, that we had Mama Fox on earlier.
5: I saw a picture of that. What was that uh, all about? Yeah, uh, uh, Mrs. And Fox
2: joined us. And, just talking with us a little
5: bit, just catching
4: up. Yeah, spent about yeah. 20
2: minutes with us. Um, wow. Good people,
4: man, good people.
2: Oh, yeah. she's the best. Yeah, she's a good lady. Yeah, it was a, uh, It was a lot of fun. Then we had Kimberly. Oh, well, these good people too. It's oh, just Kimberly, different. It's just a little different. It's just
4: different. Yeah, it's just different.
2: Little, yeah, it was just different. Uh, <laughs> we opened presents with Kyle, had a couple of drinks, giant bag of French fries from Bennett's, and now here we are. Close out the show. We're commercial free the rest of the way. Uh, as we had to take care of a couple of things over on KSFM there during that commercial break. Uh, but we're commercial free the rest of the way with our man James Ham, who will be with Kyle Matson all next week. On the non-holiday days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So make sure you tap in. You won't miss a single second of Kings coverage uh, here on ESPN 1320. And obviously, uh, James, part of the conversation will start tonight. Uh, It's the first night of a back-to-back, which I don't think really concerns too many Kings. It's always the second night of a back-to-back that they talk about. But it's a really difficult first-night matchup, and it's the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns aren't playing well. Uh, Casey, you said, I can't remember the number they lost. They've
4: lost seven of 10,
2: seven of 10, Mm -hmm. which I did not know. That's wild to me. Mm -hmm. They're a game below 500, but
4: they're a game above
2: above above 500. Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. A game above 500, but Kevin Durant's there Mm -hmm. and Devin Booker is there. And that's all you really need to know. Uh, I think the Sacramento, I don't, I don't like this Phoenix suns team, but I really, really like those two. And I think when both of those guys are on the floor, all bets are off.
5: Yeah, I would point out one of their wins is against the Washington Wizards and oh. another is against the Memphis Grizzlies. But Grizzlies won two straight. But pre-John Morant well, Grizzlies. Well, okay, well, that's different. <laughs> that's definitely different.
2: And yeah, they, they beat did. the Warriors. Go ahead. I know what you were going to say. Go ahead. I was just
4: going to say, they, the
2: they, Grizzlies they, beat the Pacers. They did, yeah. I mean, that's it's kind of easy work right Pacers, now. Pacers 1-4, and four, right? Pacers. I think the Pacers and the Lake. Are you okay over there? You guys fed me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm fine as far as, like, but. James, I'm, you want some more 100 proof? I'm a little tired. That was my concern. I'm like, oh, man. No, come on, James. Get Lass that. Glass of wine, big lunch, and minutes, yeah. and then come back. and. Well,
2: you do drink, like, nine cups of tea when you're at the game, don't you?
5: Yeah, I typically. Well, I, I might have a cup of hot apple cider now.
2: Oh, okay. And then course, probably see. two T's. Okay, two Yeah, tees.
5: two hot T's. Two T's. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be fine.
2: The Lakers and the Pacers. I think the numbers one and four. Sounds about since right. Since the in since the 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 in season tournament finale. Mm. Oh well, curse of the curse of the tournament? Question mark. There it is. There it is. And there you have you it. Want to,
4: you don't want to make the tournament.
2: Well, oh, you know, that'll be the new that'll be the new thing. Don't want to make the tournament. <laughs> um. So the, the 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 Phoenix Suns aren't playing great. The Kings, in my opinion, have done a great job responding after games like the Celtics game, mm-hmm. Houston Rockets notwithstanding, as they just came out and got their ass beat by the Houston Rockets the second time.
0: And uh, when Pelicans they, too.
2: well, when they lost to the Pelicans, though, it was better the second time. They, but but they came back and beat uh, Denver mm-hmm. after yeah. the second Pelicans yep. lost, and that was kind of after the second Pelicans lost. It was like. Oh, the hell is going on here? Or actually, it might have been the in-season tournament loss that they came back and beat Denver the next time. They, yep, they did. Uh, yeah. It might have been that one. Well, they got Phoenix. Versus, they've lost to Denver a lot. I'm trying to keep track. Uh, I mean, not Denver. They've lost to New Orleans a lot. No, yeah. they,
4: they, they, they beat the Warriors. They got beat up by the Clippers and then came back and beat Denver. Yeah.
2: Really? So they. So it was actually they lost two to the Pelicans. They beat the Timberwolves. And then uh, beat Denver uh, when they lost to the Pelicans the third time.
4: They beat the Suns.
2: They beat the Suns.
4: And no KD. No well, no book. No no
2: KD. Yeah, yeah.
5: They've they've had good responses. Um, I'd also point out that De'Aaron Fox, after like every game that he scored fourteen, I think the lowest he scored afterwards is twenty six. Mm. So he had like a, a bad first game where he got like eighteen or nineteen. Came back with like thirty nine. Uh, he scored fourteen. Came back with thirty six. Scored. 14 against one other team, came back and dropped in, like, 41 or something. His bounce-back games have been substantial, so I would expect him to have a big night. I'd also point out that um, that Phoenix is shorthanded again tonight. So yeah, Reese told us. Yeah, <laughs> they are always shorthanded, <laughs> but uh, I think they are the, the shorthanded Phoenix Suns. Uh, Bradley Beal, of course, is out, but Nasir Little is out. Well, no, Nasir Little is available. Yusuf Nurkic is out and Josh Okogee is questionable. That Nurkic deal and the same with Akogi. I was gonna say I kinda feel like the Okogi one is a big deal. Yeah, but they don't have anyone else that yeah. can like that can go out Sabonis. Yeah. So like that's that's rough. They're they're gonna throw some guys at I mean Shamezi Metu might have to play well, substantial minutes against a, Sabonis. Uh, Drew Eubanks will have to play minutes against Sabonis. Drew
4: Eubanks actually isn't bad.
5: Mm. No, I've never felt that way, but you can feel that way. <laughs> you don't think Drew, Eubanks is good? Not really.
2: I, I mean, I mean like, if you're asking him fine. to
4: like play 35 against a bonus, like, yeah, that's an issue. But in the role that he was supposed to be in, coming off the bench, it gave you 15 solid
5: minutes. He is shooting 1000
4: Well, he played
2: 16 minutes the last time these two teams played. He scored mm-hmm. eight points? Yeah, he's shooting 100%
5: points. from three this season. I mean that's one something. Did you say a hundred percent? Yeah, a hundred percent from three. One uh, of one. Oh, that's a, uh, two of two actually. Let's get him in the two. three point contest. Then. Yeah.
4: Best shooting big man of all time, Drew Eubanks. Well, there it is.
5: Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I don't think that they have the depth to manage some of the the keys for the Kings. Oh, they absolutely don't. That, yeah. I don't like this mm-hmm. basketball team. I don't yeah. like the way that they're constructed. Mm-hmm.
2: But I would I also, like KD.
5: Yeah, I like KD too. <laughs> but I like I, KD and Book. You need to run these dudes. That's, yep. they, they don't like to run their, their 26 and pace mm. They're um on top of that. They don't like to, uh to take a lot of threes um, and they aren't particularly great at them. So they're 24th and three point attempts. They're 15th and three point percentage, but that 24th and makes, you know, play a little zone, like mix it up, like give them something to look at and, and force them. If they're going to beat you from the outside, you know, that's, it's not fine, but you can make an adjustment if they prove they can. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's not Booker and it's not KD, I don't know who else is going to score on this team. Yeah. It, it gets a little rough. And, you know, historically, the Kings have really struggled with Eric Gordon. I'm not sure why, but, like, Eric Gordon throughout his career has been, like, a <laughs> he's just one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, run him. Like, this is, he's a 35-year-old Eric Gordon now. Um, you know, he's he's a big dude. Just go at him, like put pressure on him, have Kevin Herter, like do the, like the marathon thing where he just runs and runs and runs mm-hmm. and see if Eric Gordon just gives up at some point. Cause he probably will. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Just like put the pressure on this team. You already beat him once you have confidence. You can beat him. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be that. Uh, I mean, this is a tough game. Every game is a tough game, but you need to bounce back. You can't go and three and that to finish his stand. That'd be a bad look.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I look at um these next two games and in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about this road trip, like you just mentioned, you know, find a way to get one of these and then you can come out of this saying six game road trip or six game homestand, uh you go four and two, that's more than acceptable. That's 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 good stuff. You know, even aside from how things played out on, on Wednesday night, you come away with that. You, I think you, you can you can sleep good at night. Now, one of the things you talked about with running them, I agree. What I also want to see is, like, don't get beat in the fast break points or open transition buckets when you're not even turning the ball over like happened on Wednesday. Wednesday they had, what, seven turnovers? They got outscored 30 to something in transition buckets. I mean, that's yeah. just – that's just lazy. That's just not working hard.
5: No, that's an embarrassment. Like, not to, like, you can't, you can't not, you know, call it what it is. Ooh, 30 to 6. Yeah. But the 30 is the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, not getting out in transition is one thing, but you didn't turn the ball over. And I mean, I know the, the live ball turnover, we saw it. I think Sabonis had one right in the beginning of the third. Uh, Fox had one too, but I think that one went out of bounds. The problem is it, You know, first of all, you got dominated on on the on the glass, Mm -hmm. but there were so many opportunities for the Kings just to get just get back, just get back and play defense. That's it. Like, don't make it just a a layup line for the other team. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be like one of the most discouraging things if you're uh, if you're Mike Brown. Not only did you like we talked about it the other day, like when this team misses free throws, it's a problem. You can tell that there's a lack of focus. But when you're giving up that those types of numbers or even the rebound numbers. Those are a lack of focus. Mm-hmm. Like something, something is shut off in a team when that happens. And you got to figure out what it is with this team that all of a sudden some magic switch happens and they're just done for a ball game. And you're like, I, I don't know what just happened. You know, they've come back in, in a game or two this season, but the predominant uh, like message that I keep seeing, you know, is that when they're down, it's pretty much over. Like when they're, when they, when they, they let guys get up 18, 20. Like, first of all, you shouldn't allow that. But secondly, it's they're pretty much cooked, and you see this team just kind of go, okay,
4: Re- on to the next one. Re- real quick, I wanted to ask him this because um, I'm interested in his take. What did you think about the press conference on Wednesday? Mike Brown. Was it par for the course or was it a little
5: – oh, no. did it
4: have different energy?
5: No, it had different, different energy. Yeah, I think. What did you?
4: What was? What's the energy that you took out of it?
5: Okay, so I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but um, you know, the Kings, for whatever reason, like I haven't got, haven't asked, but uh, the fact that they sent Keon Ellis out after they just an ass kicking, mm-hmm. a two way player who played hard. James and, Hamm
4: said after you got smoked, that's what he said. And
5: mm-hmm. I did say that, didn't mm-hmm. I? I did. Yeah. You got, you, well, I think I, I said a handful of games this year, you guys have got smoked. Mm-hmm. Like that's, like Keon Ellis can come out and talk, and that's fine. But Keon Ellis shouldn't be the one answering the tough questions. That's reserved for your stars, and that's reserved for your veterans who have been there. And to not be able to get one of those guys to come out to the podium, that was, I mean, it's just not okay. I mean, they, again, Keon Ellis shouldn't be answering those questions. Uh, that guy played hard. There was nothing wrong with his night. He hit four threes. He played defense. And so, I, I mean, that's something that, that, like, they need to think long and hard about. That's that's just not the way to represent. Because it's, it's not, I, I don't know if it's mandatory or not, but after, in, in a post game, every other game this season, we get two players and then Mike Brown. So I bring all of this up because, Mike Brown usually has, like, another 15 or 20 minutes to prepare because we're sitting there waiting for the next player, and then after that player's done, then Mike Brown comes down the hallway maybe three or four minutes later. Mm-hmm. So you take away that that buffer, and I thought Mike came in and maybe didn't have a formulated game plan for what he was going to say in postgame. Mm-hmm. And that happens, but, uh, you know, again. Basically I, what
2: he said is we got our ass
5: kicked, including me. Yeah. No, I, I think he, he took it the right way. He he talked about it. um, But, like, at the end of the day, like, we just can't keep hearing that same thing. Like, it can't happen once every three or four games mm-hmm. where you just get thumped. I mean, seven of their ten games a season, they haven't been competitive. Yeah. Seven of their ten losses. And that's just weird. Like, the feel in those games is off. It's mm-hmm. weird. It doesn't make sense. And you walk away from the game saying, I would like to tell you why they lost, but I can't really put it into, other than the fact that they didn't play defense. But you start looking at these focus points, and the focus points are going to be rebounding. It's going to be made free throws. It's going to be transition buckets for the opposition. Those are things where you can point to and say, okay, they really just didn't have it. That simple. Yeah, I, like they came in, they, they weren't prepared.
2: Um, you know. Because the fact is, to, to play into what you just said a minute ago, if it's that simple, they're not having it a lot. Yeah. You uh, said seven of ten. Those More are the, than those, we would like. Right. I mean, seven of the ten losses have been double-digit losses. Yes. Four, I think, have been by 20-plus
5: points. Yeah, but there's like an 18 and a 19 uh, or something in there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it. that's what I'm talking about, like, I'm not used to – I think it's – that you always expect some sort of carryover from one season to the next. And the thing about the 2022-23 Sacramento Kings is they were so resilient. Mm. Like every single game you saw it, they fought all the way to the end. Even if they, they didn't have it, they still kept themselves in a game. And they even stole probably three or four games last year that they had no business winning at all just by playing hard all the way through the whistle. That's not who this team is right now. It's just not either. They blow someone out or they get blown out. And there's very few middle ground games. There's some games where you win by eight or something. You got the one game against Golden State where they came back and won by one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, in that, one. there aren't a lot of those games. Like the predominant like theme is that either they, they show up or they don't. And I don't like that to me that, there's something going on there that doesn't make sense.
4: Hmm.
5: And they got to figure out what it is, I guess.
2: Yeah. Whether it's Mike or it's De'Aaron or it's the group collectively as players, it's Domas, whatever. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, someone got a message. like, And, and I, this, this is, and I don't think, a unique statement or, or conversation talking point, but fans think the team has regressed from last year. Despite the fact they're at a greater win percentage than they were last year at this time. Mm -hmm. It speaks to what, James, you were saying a second ago. It feels different. The losses feel different. The 20-point losses this year, 20-some-odd games into the season, are exactly what they were last year through 82 games of the season. Mm. That's why it feels different. But in the end, what does it actually mean? If they're winning at a greater than they were last year, they're
5: losing at a lesser clip. They're just losing by more the hell actually mean? No, it's it's a really good question. I don't know. At the end, it's it's like this weird anomaly. Like we, you watch play and you're not sure who's going to show up. And we looked at we
2: looked at like other teams kind of in their yeah. tier and above. There's there's there, there 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 wasn't another team in the league that had lost like but, that. Yeah, not, not not one.
5: Yeah, I mean it's why this team is like they just slid down to like number 22 in defensive rating. And even, In one game. And in most seasons, yeah, in most of the season, they've been right around like 14 in offense, 14, 15 in offensive rating, 15, 16, 17 in defensive rating. They're almost like a Steven uh, team, but an even Steven team where there aren't close games. Hmm. So it doesn't feel like even Steven team. So you beat somebody by 20, then you lose to somebody by 20. Hmm. So those, like, it really there is no rhyme or reason for what's happening. And I've yet to see, like, Mike Brown used the, uh, he told us that, that he thought that the common theme was that when they start complaining about the officials and they start asking for calls and they start, you know, getting in trouble with the officials, they get distracted, the other team sees it, and the other team punches them in the face and they don't get back up. And, like, I'm confused by that because... But I I also see it. Like we saw what to me was a horrendous call. The flagrant foul on Sabonis to me was just garbage. Sabonis had, had already planted. He didn't slide under a dude. The fact that that guy jumped towards them and, you know, like flipped his feet out to the side and landed on Sabonis' foot. Like, sorry you rolled your ankle there. But that's not a flagrant foul. That's not the... Like, it's the idea behind be. the f- flagrant foul for is for a dangerous play where you run out and you slide under a player and give him no place to land. Sabonis so is standing there, and the guy comes down on his foot. We can't call a foul every time somebody comes down on somebody else's foot. That's not the rule. That's not the way it's supposed to be interpreted. Yeah. But I do agree that the second that that happened, you just saw this team like, oh, we're done. Hmm. And it was like, whoa. So they, he hits a shot. They get the free throw and then they get the ball back. And then I think they fouled again and had three free throws and it was like a six a six nothing uh run and then the Kings turned the ball over twice and then Mike Brown pulls Kevin Herter and and uh Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. who didn't turn the ball over. That was not their turnovers, that was Fox and Sabonis, and the whole thing spins out so quickly, you're like, What in the world just happened? Like you guys were in it, you got angry at the officials within like A minute of the second of the third quarter starting game over. Like, all right, next one. Really strange.
4: Yeah. Do you do you feel like this team can kick out of this? Do you think that they're this is who they are and this is the story of the 2023 2024 Kings is good team, just not consistent enough? Or do you think it's some some form of weird? growing pains that they'll kick out of by about February because I I think they I think they will be a more consistent team around you know February Mm -hmm. Um, they won't be the same team that we're looking at right now
5: yeah I wish I had an answer like in all honesty this could just be a blip they could never have another game like that again Mm -hmm. because that's what it looks like on the court like it almost looks like something goes haywire and it's over Mm -hmm. and and then we're forced to watch the rest of it No. Like, oh, look at that. We got another 20 minutes to go and this thing is cooked. Like, that's not fun. But that's what it kind of feels like. So there's no rhyme or reason to what's happening. And, you know, we're right now, we're like six or seven games into this trend over, you know, a six week period. The first time it happens, you're like, oh, that wasn't good. And then they lose back to back to Houston. You're like, oh, neither one of those were. I don't know what happened there. Let's just write that off as an anomaly. And then it happens in New uh, New Orleans the first time, and you're like, "Okay, that looks really similar to the other game that we saw. Like, that's weird." And now we've started to accumulate these games where yeah, no, yeah. we're starting to have more of a of like a track record for something that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But again, they're 16 and 10. 16 and 10. You it's say somehow you you split this uh, right here. You go 17 and 11. You got three games you can win on the road in uh, Portland, Atlanta. Memphis, uh, then you start playing some bad teams. So this team could easily be 8 to 10 games over 500 in, in, like, three weeks. And we're super concerned about what's happening within these games, but it could not matter. Like, they could continue this trend all year. They could win game one of a playoff series, get clubbed in game two, come back and win three and four, right. get clubbed in game <laughs> five, and win in game six. Right. Like... Who knows? I mean, it's just kind of like this weirdness to the Well, team. as
2: long as they win Game 6 of the NBA Finals, I guess. I guess. Whatever. You just keep
5: doing it all the way through.
2: Like going to okay. be the first NBA champion with a 0.0, 0 point differential.
5: And we're all going to be sitting here like, right. man, all these opportunities for Davion Mitchell to steal his job back and he still hasn't done it.
2: I can't wait for Hollinger's column about the fraudulent NBA champions. Yes. Yeah. 0.0, 0 point differential. Yeah, that's the. Sorry, James. That's the tough thing about those Celtics games, or games like the Celtics one, like Pelicans, Rocket. There's nothing to, like. What do you do with it? Right. Yeah. Especially when their record is what it is. Yeah. Like, how do I? All
4: right. There's seven games over 500. They just got beat by 30. Like, I don't
2: even know. And even in a more micro look, like, how do I evaluate what Herter did when De'Aaron didn't play well? Yeah. Or, or or how do I evaluate what, you know, Harrison did when Malik didn't play well? Yeah. It's uh it's just a hard game to walk away with. I'm kind of <laughs> I I know this is what he says publicly. I do believe this is what he does in 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 real life though. I think there's obviously a great discussion amongst the team and in in coaches following the game. But DeAaron, well, we lost. Go home. Put it out of my head. Don't think about it. Come in, we'll watch tape, we'll practice, and we'll be better the next time we play.
5: Yeah, be a goldfish. I I,
2: I do. I, I, it's so simple, and I genuinely believe that's how he operates.
5: And because that's how he operates, I think that's how a lot of the team operates. No, it's how you have to be, though. Like, it's the, you know, be a goldfish. Like, just forget what just happened and move on to the next stage. They've got, like, I guess, no short-term memory at all. So you're just like, hey, you can't have a short-term memory. You just got to, like, hey, I, I don't care what just happened. We got to go back out and do something different the next time. And that's kind of the weird trend where, again, like, how, how do you judge? I think the only the thing is all we can do is overreact when this happens. Right. Because that's the way the game feels. Like, it feels like you need to overreact because it was so egregious. Yeah. What happened? It was so bad. And you're like, I don't know how else to handle this but to say – what is wrong? Yeah. What is wrong with you? And I don't know. We'll keep asking the same tough question because it feels like this isn't the last time it's going to happen.
0: Hmm.
5: But, like, what do you do? Like, do I just keep adding the number? So, Mike, uh, this is like the 11th time out of the 14 games that you guys have lost where you literally got stomped on and it looked ugly. Like, Look, what do you
4: think? To your point, James. We're probably going to beat the hell out of the Suns and the Timberwolves uh, in these next two games, and probably win the Atlanta game. We'll be like, everything's good. And then – And then lose. Memphis with Jaws going to punk you. Right. Oh, we'll be man. like, damn, like- what do we do now? Like, it's a cycle that they've gone through about three <laughs> times this year, and we're just waiting for, like, the cycle to end in a good way, right? Like, we don't want to, we don't want it to end where they just start losing games, but, like, be more consistent. And I think – I think – The biggest thing about it is the way they lost. Losing to Boston is not anything to be ashamed of or ring the alarm about.
5: No, if they lose by 11 to Boston, we're not having this discussion. We're giving it like, hey, that's a really good team over there. It doesn't matter if Jason Tatum's playing or not. Right, It's a really good team. But they had five guys score over 20, including Peyton Pritchard, Mm. who didn't have to take a shot from anywhere but one spot
4: on the floor. He Mm. scored 90 in a... A what? It was summer league game.
2: Was it uh, summer? It wasn't summer league. Yeah, like it was like a drew no, league.
4: Yeah, like not NBA summer league. Yeah. It was a like a Seattle summer league. Okay, like that. all right. I'm still waiting for somebody to bucket sh- right to there. show though. It's a bucket.
5: Like it, it was the same so, shot again and again and again. You're like, wow, there's not an adjustment being made at <laughs> what all. What
2: Mike say? We ran the same play seven minutes in a row. <laughs> That's what Boston was saying. We were just kept giving the ball to Peyton Pritchard in the same spot. Why not? Yeah. I think is the number one thing they got to figure out, Mike has to figure out, the team has to figure out is where does it start? Hmm. Because I think the biggest concern about this team losing games in that manner is the fact that that's not a De'Aaron Fox issue. That's not a DeMontis Sabonis issue. That's not a singular player issue. It's, Something goes wrong. It's a forgive the use of this term, but it's like a pandemic that hits the team mm. and they're all stricken by it. And it happens to everyone in a king's uniform. It's like, how, how does that happen? There's no player who can step on the floor and elevate them. And it's not that they can't. De'Aaron can. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. He can't that night. Mm-hmm. Malik can. We've seen it. He can't that night. It's like they all can't at the same time. <laughs>
4: It's crazy, right? But it's
5: <laughs> it has to start somewhere, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. It's like follow the leader. Like, and I guess, but I also oh, well, remember. Well,
2: De'Aaron had 29, 29 in a quarter or whatever it was. I think
5: he had a 40-point game in a, in a game where it was just not competitive at all. I think it was the uh, so.
4: first Clippers game he yeah, had 40. I'd also Going say, at like, home.
5: I just quick, quick math here. They have eight games this season where they've won by more than double digits, where they've won by well over 10. So, again, it, it's not just that they're losing that way. It's that they're winning that way as well. And, and it's it's funny. In a way, it kind of reminds me of the San Francisco 49ers season where they just mopped the floor with so many people. But then we hit this, like, three-game stretch where it's like, holy cow, they forgot how to play football. Hmm. They just went out there on the field for three games in a row. And I, I know, like, we can say they could have won the Browns game if, if Moody hits a field goal. That doesn't change the fact that they look like they didn't know how to play football for the entire game. They were just, they're so good that they can't lose by more. But then we get to the next game. And again, the Vikings, I think they could have won if they had like a couple of things go the right way towards the end. Mm -hmm. But you're just like, it doesn't matter if you could have won. You look like you were going to lose that game the entire time. And that's why I think the weird thing is about this season where you never feel like they're going to win, lose a game. When they're winning, and you never feel like they're going to lose, uh, come back and win a game when they're losing, (laughs) and and then like how many games this season do we already have it where they've wire to wire beat somebody? I think it's like seven. That's quite a few. Six, seven. uh, It's wild where they they have a team that has never led an entire game, Mm -hmm. and just like it's Mm non-competitive. So I don't know. Maybe that's part of it where like. You just get lulled into this thing where one team is going to show up and punch the other team tonight, and you don't know which one it is. More often than not, it's the Kings who are the ones who are punching because mm-hmm. that's why they have 16 wins and only 10 losses. Mm-hmm. But then there are these other games where you're just left really frustrated and questioning like the whole entire makeup of everything. And it, like the games they lose, it always feels like they're revealing the issue that the kings have like uh, again Kevin O'Connor we can discuss all as much as we want like how frustrating it is to see somebody who only jumps on the kings when things are going yeah, bad yeah it sucks yeah but at the same time what he said wasn't all that different than what we we've said they don't have the size i don't want to hear it from him james but, i, I
4: but get it and also, and also that uh jackass kevin O'Connor, he the the thing about him is it always has a Sabonis slant. He's not saying that yeah. as a basketball observer. He's saying that to slant, uh, to take a slight I at think Sabonis. Sabonis, and that's is, ridiculous.
2: Sabonis' wife maybe have maybe 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 Kevin O'Connell had a crush on her or something. Because like that dude talks with venom towards Demontis <laughs> Sabonis. Like yeah. he snatched his girl from him.
5: That <laughs> when it comes to Sabonis, it always feels Kevin like... O'Connell. Colin. Colin, Kevin O'Connor. Oh, it, it always feels like with, with Kevin <laughs> that um, he had a take about Sabonis at some point. Fans didn't like his take and went at him. And now every time he can point out something that Sabonis does wrong, he takes the opportunity to troll. Mm. That's what it feels like. And I don't know why he does that, but it's... As a writer slightly immature, what he's doing. It's like as a, a sports columnist or whatever he is for the ringer, like it has like a certain immaturity to it. We we can talk about like the Stephen Ree stuff where we just think it's the biggest joke with the whip with, the Brock Purdy with stuff. regards to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't make any sense. But at some point we all have to realize that's why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He's doing it so we keep coming back and Looking at his page and yelling and screaming, and it's the same with with Kevin. I, like, he's a I have met him quite a few times. Like, I think he's a nice guy. I don't know why he's chosen this hill to climb uh, to die on, but it's multiple. There are other writers who have done the same thing, and I I hate like if you're wrong about somebody, say you're wrong. That's fine.
2: Oh, can't do that, James. Well, I mean, like, see that's the difference, James. That's what a journalist would do.
5: Well, yeah, but like, okay, so in the in the chat right now, Drew Down is here, right? Mm-hmm. And Drew Down it, like got pissed at me because he thought I was taking a shot at him. Well, but realistically, what I was telling yeah, him yeah, is before. during the preson, yep. preseason, yep. that that what Jonathan Kaminga was not repeatable. He was not gonna average twenty-six points a game mm-hmm. and a bunch of rebounds mm-hmm. playing that style with the Golden State Warriors. Now look, he can be a Part of the rotation, and he can be a valuable part of what they're doing. But what he can't be is what we saw in preseason, and it's not because he doesn't have the talent. It's because that's not Warriors basketball. It's
2: because they need and to dump you know who. That was my oh. point. Well, he's I mean, played but, really well with you know who gone. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, a lot of them have. Yeah.
2: Well, weird. Wait, are you saying? No, oh, that's
5: well,
2: it. Oh. Just saying. Oh. I'll turn into Kevin O'Connell yeah. on Cause, that one because I, I, I heard they I, I heard they wouldn't have any championships without yeah. him. Mm.
5: So anyway, my point is that, like, look, uh, if I'm wrong about Kaminga and he becomes an all-star, okay, playing that style, being that guy, and I think that there's a good chance that he goes somewhere else that doesn't play the warrior style of basketball and finds great success. Because, I mean, like, look, this is a top 10 pick. He's, what, the 6th pick, 7th pick in the draft? Like, he's a very talented young player. I think he's good, too. But... The style of play and the way he goes about his business in preseason is not something that was going to be repeatable at the next level, and that's why I almost feel like the Warriors did him a disservice and set him up for failure because there's no way he could live up to that in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's like, "Hey, man, how come you were able to?" It was like, "Cause I'm playing against like dudes who aren't even in the G League. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm playing against." So again, I-, I think he's a he's a reasonable player, but I- if he becomes an all star for them. I'm willing to admit I'm wrong. Hey, I was wrong. You know, there have been plenty of players I thought would be really good. But that's the
2: difference between you, who I think you pride yourself as a journalist, and those other guys who just write. And want to be social media relevant. Uh,
4: so That's I just the, want the difference. Social media attention. I don't like the,
5: troll either. I try not to. Like it no, was you a weird discussion. It was a weird discussion we got into, and it kind of got out of hand. But again, I don't have any love loss for. I, I, I there's no problem with me and Drew down. Like, well, no, the,
2: the, I I'm don't think the, com, the Well, even with that, the Kaminga take isn't crazy. Oh. It's simply because the minutes weren't going to be there. What we're seeing right now is they are, mm-hmm. because you know who can't stay on the floor. And he's a big part of why they uh, uh, beat the Celtics the other night. And, like, and,
4: well, I'm sorry, to, but to your point, your Kaminga take, like there, there's, it makes sense. Just like O'Collins, um, uh, Sabonis or King's take makes sense. But you don't, you're not doing it out of slight of Kaminga. You're just looking at the team and be like, ah, that's not going to work. Yeah, he's saying that to slight Sabonis. Yeah. Like we, uh, he's made his stance perfectly clear. Yep. His buddy made his stance perfectly clear yep. how he feels about Sabonis. Yep. Everything. So because of that, and the, this is the bet that he made. So he's gonna have to lay in it when you have when you have something to say. That's how I'm gonna look at it. It's a slight at Sabonis. You've made yourself perfectly clear that he's the guy that needs to move move on. Yes. So don't be like, well, you know, they need to get bigger, and you know, I'm just talking about the Kings in general. No, you're talking about Sabonis. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes. And again, like uh, with Kaminga, he was never going to get to dribble the ball like 15 times on a possession. And that's what he was doing in preseasons. Like, that's not how they play. With Sabonis, it, the thing I would point out is that Kevin O'Connor is in the minority with national writers. Because we know this because Sabonis finished sixth, I think it was, in MVP balloting. Mm. So that means there are people who believe that what Sabonis is doing is spectacular we go out every single night and you can't take it for granted he's 18 12 and 8 every single night Mm -hmm. like this is a hall of fame player he's he's getting to that point where we're entering that discussion and you got one or two guys out there way on the peripheral on the east coast that are like saying he's not Eh, move on like again don't feed the beast don't read his stuff if if you don't i don't yeah well and i would tell kings fans so like don't give him the page views because that's what he wants. The same thing with Stephen Ruiz. He wants you to come back every week where he still has Tom Brady above uh, Brock Purdy, mm. even though Tom Brady doesn't play football anymore. <laughs> I mean, he still Someone like,
2: in the chat had a great idea where we should do a contest where you can enter if you aren't following Kevin O'Connor and <laughs> Zach Harper.
5: No, yeah. As long
2: as you're not following them, you can enter he to win. A hoodie. Zach yeah, is an a interesting hoodie. thing as well. I, like, no, he sucks too. <laughs>
5: I've had friends with that like Oh,
2: that's your boy. Well, you
5: have to remember. tell your boy.
2: Text him. Call him right now. Facetime him. Put him. Face-time. Put him up here. Say, "Hey, you
5: suck," and then hang up on him. I mean, Zach. Get him on happy hour. Zach is who handed. <laughs> I'm a premium subscriber. That's right. Zach is who handed cowbell to me. He he had to move to Minnesota because he he had a girl in Minnesota and he left Sacramento. I find and, that
2: hard to believe.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Just bitter, bitter and angry.
2: No, <laughs> damn l- near
4: worse it. than Kevin O Kevin O'Collins. <laughs> Kevin O'Collins. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about near bad. I don't know nothing about Kevin O'Collins or or uh Bryce Harper's basketball takes. I don't know nothing about that.
5: Yeah. Well, I uh, it's uh, I I love it. I I mean, I think it adds to the general Discussion. I just also I gotta be thought.
2: honest. I can't even remember why I'm mad at Zach Harper. Oh, the defense stuff. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that was just trash. <laughs> that was, that was actually worse than uh, uh, O'Colin? Kevin O'Connell.
4: Yeah,
2: that was way worse. Yeah, they're here talking about. Oh, Davion Mitchell doesn't play. Harrison Barnes is their best defender, bro. What the hell are you watching? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What? FaceTime time him. <laughs> Come on, do it. <laughs> and then call
4: Bontemps.
5: Yeah. Yeah. We set- I was texting with Bontemps the other day. we settling
2: all <laughs> family business today. Bontemps ain't pissed me off When we come He's back, fine.
4: we'll have the, uh, the hate list when we come oh, back. Oh, yeah. Next the, week, j- or j- two we'll weeks we'll
2: start the new year off on a negative <laughs> foot. Who's at the top right now? Who's number one? Colin. Over Harper?
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Well, all right. He's all right. definitely moved up the rankings.
2: Uh, the Insiders next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're off from both stations we'll be back with you uh regular programming beginning on january 2nd uh thank you guys for the amazing support uh this year uh thank you for the support on the youtube channel on the radio on the odyssey app on twitch uh wherever you watch wherever you listen man we appreciate you so much thank you for your support uh, of the insiders it was a really amazing year here on ESPN 1320 and it was amazing that d and Casey got to add an afternoon show because mm. we aren't done uh, we're going to head over to 1025 right now and close out our year over there we appreciate you so much for being with us Merry Christmas Happy New Year and we'll see you back here with the insiders on Wednesday beginning at 10 a.m. here on ESPN 1320.
4: Vamos kings like the beam happy holidays.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.